Hello, how is everybody doing? Hey, friends. Yes, hello, friends. It is another episode of Tinseltown Tea coming to you live from Los Angeles, where uh, I and uh, Corey, wonderful co host, um, is joining you, and we're bringing you another episode where you join us on our journey into the writer's room. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. we make sure we highlight the news and entertainment, but we're going to focus on, of course, black and brown um, entertainers in the industry, whether they're writers, directors, uh, yes. graphic designers, everybody is going to get their love. Uh, we're going to go over the top news. We are going to have a really fun episode because this week we're doing a movie review. Um, you know, we're just, just going to go ahead and say it. we're going to do Coming to America, which came Ooh. out coming to so a long-awaited sequel and we'll see see how we feel about it once we get to that segment and of course we're going to give a shout out um in our niggas you should know segment to the people we feel like uh got next or just deserves to get their flowers so um yeah let's get this party started we always start the show off with a would you rather so our would you rather this week Corey. Would you rather watch nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies or nothing but horror movies? I feel like I know what you're going to say, but we'll see. Go ahead. So, yeah, I'm a dark bitch. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do horror <laughs> movies. I literally watch nothing but horror movies now. So, yes, yes. I, yeah, it's a no brainer. Horror movies. <sighs> I also hate Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> I can do a Christmas movie if it wasn't Hallmark, but mm. the Hallmark adds an extra layer of hell no for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say. Yes, <laughs> I am a scary, scary bitch. Um, <laughs> meaning everything scares and jumps out at me. I love the storytelling vehicle of horror. I think horrors are great, but... I will have to only watch the Hallmark Christmas movies. I also do not like them because they're extra corny. But um, for the sake of my subconscious not, you know, disturbing my sleep, <laughs> having crazy ass dreams, just waking up in hot sweats. So I'm like, oh, my God, Freddie is not there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Hallmark movies. Not because I don't like the horror movies, just that my subconscious, man, they be, they be getting me every time. I'd be scared everything. It could be the most silliest, dumbest thing. I'm definitely gonna flinch somehow, some way. I'm gonna be scared. So <laughs> sometimes you just gotta know yourself, you know? Right. You gotta have that <laughs> self-awareness. Okay. <laughs> I know that's right. So Ooh. moving on to our know better, do better, which I have this week. Eight. And mine is is um try to get like a script coverage job because mm. that teaches you about screen writing so obviously if you want to write you need to be reading scripts and what better way to um so you should already know about screenwriting if you get a script a script coverage job that's just sure. put that out there you should already know about screenwriting if you're going to be critiquing other people's shit but <laughs> it is going to help you even get or get your skills down even more if you were to get a script coverage job because you're going to be reading a whole bunch of different scripts and you're analyzing them at the same time and giving feedback what you like what you didn't like um and stuff like that yep. so it's um 
this is for people who know about screenwriting, but always want to improve. It's always a good way to improve, improve, improve. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how easy it is to get a script coverage job these days, mm-hmm. but it is something, <laughs> so let's say you, you know, want to find like an extra job or something. I know with like, um, these screenwriting competitions, sometimes they hire freelance script coverage peeps to do their coverage for them. So look into stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. also a little extra money for you and you get to learn um, while you're at it. So if you know enough about screenwriting where you feel comfortable critiquing other people's stuff and you can get a job like this, try to get it. Um, Cause it's, it's only going to benefit you and help you in the long run. Reading all these scripts, whether they're good or bad, reading scripts is, is the name of the game when it comes to um, improving your craft and being serious about your craft. So yeah, that's my new better do better. Amen. I, um, Asha and Amen, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, if you can, again, if you can find those jobs, do it. Uh, you can get paid to do what you love, looking at the scripts and understanding and analyzing and it, it just a better way to practice your muscle and also get paid. Hallelujah. Let's get, let's get these checks, please. Okay. Please. All right, y'all. So now we're going to go into the new segment and this week I got it. Please bear with me. Um, Yeah. So I'm going in and out and taking notes. Um, so just a quick reminder to all of you that we get our news from Shadow and Act. If you don't know what that is, it is a trade publication that focuses on the entertainment industry, but highlights black and brown creatives doing their thing. Shout out to, um, Shadow and Act, hit them up at shadowandact.com. And we're going to go to the first article. So, uh, I really like this first article because I love, um, black people in the animation field it's very mm-hmm. few and far between um loved boondocks and all that but um news out of netflix so uh yasuki uh is the first look netflix anime stars lakeith sanfield as character based on first black samurai that's the headline and so this article is from trey man gum um and i'm excited for this um so netflix has dropped its first look images and the premiere date for the anime series yasuki Featuring the voice of Lakeith Stanfield in the lead role, the series is from, uh, excuse me, the series, words, I have them, is from <laughs> creator, executive producer, and director LaShawn Thomas. Um, and it's also in partnership with Japanese animation studio uh, MAPPA, director and animator uh, Takashi Kiyo- uh, Kiyoki, forgive me, please, sir, and uh, Flying Lotus. Mm-hmm. So here's what the logline is, uh, just the background of the story. Um, In a war-torn feudal Japan filled with uh, mech, oh Lord, mechs and magic. We're going to get it together, y'all, I promise. The greatest (laughs) Rowan never known, Yasaki struggles to maintain a peaceful existence after a past life of violence. But when a local village becomes the center of social upheaval between warring Diamo, Yasaki must take up his sword and transport a mysterious child who's the target of dark forces and bloodthirsty warlords. Wow. 
this is this is this is all right um this is from uh thomas who uh again is the executive producer and director this is a serendipitous nature there's some there is a serendipitous nature about this project how an african-american man goes to japan to live and work against the very best in japan's and jap uh, lord best in Japanese anime to create an anime about an African who goes to Japan to live amongst the Japanese elite and become a warrior. Part of me deep down feels I was meant to create this adventure series with MAPPA, Flying Lotus, Lakeith, and the rest of this talented team. So this is fascinating. Um, I think this is cool. It says this will be a six episode season and it will drop April 29th, 2021. They have some really cool images here that you can check out. It definitely looks like a traditional anime that you see all over the place. Um, well, now all over the place. When I was growing up, anime was few and far between. And if you was watching it, you were a nerd. But now it's Weirdo. all the rage. <laughs> yeah, that was all the rage. If you're not watching anime, you ain't shit. I'm like, oh, okay, well. Now I know. So yeah, congratulations to LaShawn and Lakeith Stanfield. Check it out. Um, I believe LaShawn was a part of the boondocks the first time around. Um, but gonna double check that before, you know, don't hold me to that. Um, so next in the news, I don't know if you guys have been watching the huge Oprah uh interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Um, I did. Um, I was telling Corey earlier, I was super nosy because the whites were. Oh, so mad and I love it not just the whites but like the British whites were mad I was like oh give me the tea so um one of the main pieces of information that came out from that was that Tyler Perry offered Prince Harry and Meghan Markle security following their move to America so um I remember watching the whole interview like yesterday it's on cbs.com if y'all want to check it out late but yeah this surprised me for sure and uh the internet responded they love it so oprah shocking interview with Meghan markle and prince harry of course is making the rounds on the uh, social media and a lot of people are shouting out tyler perry um because he's caught up in the midst of the drama in an interesting way so in the interview with oprah megan revealed that perry offered his home and security to the family following their move to america this revelation was just a handful of many of the surprising um uh, surprises for the viewers. So um, other moments in the interview included uh, Markle's revelation of having suicidal thoughts, which was really sad while she was pregnant, and conversations in the royal family in regards to how dark Archie's skin color would get. But you know, racism, it's alive and well with us now. Um, true to form, Twitter came to the rescue with reactions following the Tyler Perry um, revelation. Um, at Israeli's Real, who is going to play Tyler Perry on The Crown? I know that's right. I would love to see that. I love The Crown too. I would be, young. come on, Liddy. Okay. You know what? They would be good if they brought Tyler Perry. Okay. That would be, that would be a, a big flex. They um, can't afford him. Honestly. <laughs> honest to God. Okay. So yeah, there's a whole list of um, uh, tweets. Another tweet. Um, by, uh, well, the lead name is Montana, but it's uh, at unserious underscore M. Tyler Perry's next movie, Medea's Royal Protection. Now I would, I would, we can do that. I, I agree. I want, I will be there. I will be there. So yeah, y'all were cutting up with that, but if you get a chance, watch it. Um, if y'all, if, if y'all are watching, uh, Ernie is in the background cutting up, which of course is all I love Ernie. A creeper. He's literally in the back 
staring and I'm like what do you want I love him he's so cute but yeah so check out the interview if you can it was an interesting revelation and of course racism we see you We've been seeing you and I'm really glad that uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are thriving here back in the States and they got the security they need you. Woo. <sighs> you. Oh, Lord. Um, okay. Next in the news, Wendy Williams confused Tia Mowry for Tamara doing an interview. Um, this article is by Brenda Alexander and this is posted March 8th, 2021. So Wendy Williams is catching flack for confusing the famous Mowry twins, Tia Tamara, <laughs> Tia Tamara. While now, Tia... <laughs> Tia appeared while Tia appeared on the show for a recent interview to discuss her Netflix comedy Family Reunion, among other projects. She Williams was on the show. Williams let it slip which twin she was speaking with. Whew. She asked Mary uh, Hardrick, um, and if yeah, uh, Hardrick about her time as a talk show host, despite Tia not having the role. Tamara, however, spent seven years as a co-host on The Read, but she was talking to Tia, who uh, was on The Game. So different twin. Um, And, you know, she responded, did you like being a talk show host? She asked Tia. Luckily, Tia didn't take offense and quickly cleared things up. Did I like being a talk show host? Wait, how? That's Tamara. I'm not a talk show host, she said. Wendy, you have known us for so long. You know Tamara's the one with uh, the mole, and I don't have um, on a mole. Fans took to Twitter to blast Williams for not knowing which twin she was speaking with. Ooh, child. That is good. Oh, oh, Twitter at job. Truly. Your show and interview people. Truly. Talking to. It's research. It's research. Um, At Lady Bridge, she said, at Tia Tamara, at Tia LOL. Tia, we are still laughing. Wendy Williams thought you were Tamara. Then she said, I don't know, LOL. That was so funny. Sis, you know. Uh, and then at Grouchy before coffee. <laughs> That's a great handle. Um, Wendy is so damn embarrassing. Tia wasn't on the reel. That was Tamara. Where is Norman when you need him? They need to give her an earpiece to stop her from saying stupid things. Well, that's very true. <laughs> okay, they went in. <laughs> they went in. Uh, Williams has stated multiple times that she loves Tia and Tamara so that the mix-up could have been an honest mistake. So yeah, they went in on her, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta uh, research and make sure you, you talking to the right twin now. Come on now. I just don't know how that could be an honest mistake. Like, you know, you're not, you know, you're talking to Tia. Mm-hmm. You definitely do. You definitely do. Mm. That's okay. You know, maybe, you know, old age or just slip up, you know, it's fine. <laughs> didn't mean to be shady but um but yes okay now we're moving on I think this is really good because I love um you know Afrofuturism and sci-fi and I love seeing black folks in it but um this article by Monique Jones is announcing that Kindred the TV adaptation of Octavia Butler novel is in the works at FX and if you don't know Octavia Butler is like one of the like basically the founders of like Afrofuturism. She was ahead of her time. She was writing about black people in space and, you know, building their own futures and everything before 
like it was popular or even acknowledged um, in the literary space. So Octavia Butler's novel Kindred is coming to television. According to Variety, Brendan Jacobs Jenkins will write and executive produce the pilot for FX. Courtney Lee Mitchell will also executive produce with FX Productions, Darren Aron Fosky, forgive me, and his uh, protozoa pictures, the Americans creator, John Weisenberg, so many names, and Joel, Joel Fields, Ernestine Walker, and Merlene Hefnitz. Woo! Everybody's working on this child. Okay. The pilot, like the book, will focus on a young Black woman who lives in the current time with her family, but is connected through time and space on uh, space to a plantation in the 1800s America as she alternates between living her current life and the life on the plantation she realizes that she is connected to the past in more ways than she imagined as reported by Variety an interracial romance threads through her past and present and the clock is ticking as she struggles struggles to confront the secrets she never knew ran through her her bloodline so yeah, we got time travel, um, knowing our roots and all of it. So this is sounds like it's going to be a motherfucking thriller. Um, Butler's estate said in a statement how thrilled and grateful it was to give Mitchell the right to adapting the book for television and how Jacob Jenkins is, like Butler, the winner of the MacArthur Genius Award. Um, FX could not be a better or more enthusiastic partner as evidenced by the brilliant creative team they are building and the legendary slate of shows they have produced said the estate we cannot wait to see this beloved work that is placed among the stars in the fx universe so i'm glad that the estate is behind it and they were very intentional about who they gave the rights to and um yeah i'm glad to see it come to fx i'm going to be watching it i'm probably going to try and figure out how i can watch it during the daytime um because it sounds like it's going to be heavy but um, I'm glad to see that um, Octavia Butler is getting her long overweighted due. Um, she's definitely a visionary for sure. I'm not sure if I'm excited that it's going to be a plantation involved, but I'm still going to support. <laughs> Ooh, chap. <laughs> Corey's face. Ooh, if y'all can see Corey's face. Okay. <laughs> the next in the news, and we've talked about this before, actually, um, Concrete Cowboys gets an April premiere date at Netflix. So we've reported before, um, this is a project with uh, Idris and uh, the young man from... Uh, Oh, what is that show? Uh, Stranger Things. His uh, Caleb uh, McLaughlin. Um, he's going to be a lead black cowboy tale and it will hit the streaming service on April 2nd. So um, it's highly anticipated. Um, the film is called Concrete Cowboy and it's inspired by a novel, uh, Ghetto Cowboy. Also stars Jarrell Jerome, Brian Bowers, Lorraine Toussaint, Clifford Method Man Smith. That's right full name put some respect on it and if you forgot <laughs> what the description is uh here it is it reads when 15 year old cole played by caleb is expelled from school in detroit he is sent to north philadelphia to live with harp played by idris elba elba excuse me his estranged father Harp finds solace in rehabilitating horses for inner city cowboys at the Fletcher Street Stables, a real life black urban horsemanship community that has provided a safe haven for the neighborhood residents for more than 100 years. Torn between his growing respect for his father's community and his reemerging friendship with troubled cousin uh, Schmush, played by 
yes, Smush, uh, S-M-U-S-H, yes, Smush. Um, Jarrell Jerome, Cole begins to <laughs> reprioritize his life as the stables themselves are threatened by encroaching gentrification. Um, yeah, this is super, super interesting. I would have changed the name. I would not have used Smush, but okay. Um, Concrete Cowboy is directed by Ricky uh, Stubb and and um, was written also by Ricky Stubb as well as Dan Walser. It is produced by Tucker Tolley, Lee Daniels, Idris Elba, Dan Walsall, Jeff Waxman, and Jennifer um, Mandeloff. So I'm excited for this. Um, I've never seen a story like this. And it's based on a real life um, story of a... Uh, basically urban cowboys in Philadelphia and it's based on the book which is based on real life so I think this is super interesting and an interesting perspective um and I cannot wait to see this yeah oh Corey I cannot hear you oh yeah (laughs) there we go awesome awesome all right last in the news uh last week we also reported this about the abc project queens which was starring um eve well it has i think since we reported that um it has two new stars uh natari uh not not Notten, who, if you don't know her, she's in uh, Power. Um, and of course, 3LW. Haters, they gon' hate. <laughs> and um, <laughs> with the list. That's always fire. I don't care what they say. Um, so big news is that Brandy is going to join the cast as well. So the pilot is written by Zahir McGee and tells the story of four strange women who reunite in an effort to recapture their fame as 90s hip hop group Nasty Bitches. McGee and Sabrina Wind will executive produce along with ABC Signature. So Brandy will play Naomi. Um, as reported in Deadline, quote, 20 years ago, Naomi was better known as Explicit Lyrics, the highly skilled musical engine of the Nasty Bitches. A true artist with boundless musical talent, Naomi was certain she'd go on to mainstream success after the group's demise. She hasn't, singing and playing her guitar in crappy dive bars where all people want is her old persona. When the group gets back together, Naomi's Mm. reunited with the only man she ever loved, the rival bandmate who stole that man from her. Woo. But what Naomi wants more than anything is to build a relationship with the daughter she was never really there for, if she only knew how. Okay, so, okay. layered character. So I'm excited to see Brandy a part of this. Um, and of course, all of the leading ladies here are not only great actresses, but uh, they have musical backgrounds. So I can't wait to see uh, what they do. Um, I'm sure... That soundtrack better be fire. <laughs> and so yeah, better. I mean, <laughs> if you go, if you go do it, then mother, motherfucking do it. Okay. So yeah. So with that, um, that is the end of our news. Um, we're gonna take a real quick break, and we're gonna come back with uh the main segment. Hello. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. We are back with the main segment, which I told you guys earlier. We are going to be reviewing coming to number two, Mm. America. That's right. Sequel to Coming to America, (laughs) which came out in the 80s, I believe. Yes, ma'am. Yep, came out in the 80s, and they are starting to do a sequel 500 years later. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. 
if you guys haven't seen it uh spoiler bitch mm. <laughs> go watch that's, it always on amazon like I that's paid. right i've been telling y'all to get y'all prime shit together okay? get it or borrow a login i've been telling y'all hoes that if y'all want to listen it's just too bad come on too bad. so spoilers are going mm-hmm. to happen um so the story <laughs> is i'm i'm gonna comment on uh what how i feel about the story but the story mm-hmm. is um, needing a male heir to the throne as if he never knew this, whatever. Prince Akeem returns to Queen's NY to find his long lost son and bring him back to Zamunda. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the log line, basically the story in a nutshell. Yep. It stars, let me go ahead and pull up this cast list for y'all. Right. I mean, mostly everyone came back. The only person that I did not see was uh, Prince Akeem's mom from the first movie. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if she is no longer with us or Mm -hmm. she didn't come back. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure, but that's the only person that I feel like was missing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, everyone came back. Eddie Murphy came back. Arsenio Hall came back. Mm -hmm. Um... Sherry, Shari, Healy mm-hmm. came back. Um, who else? James Earl Jones came yep. back. Even Garcelle. Um, yes, yes. Thorn and, and flowers looking the same. Right? Looking the damn same. Like, what's wrong with you, sir? They even had Garcelle. <laughs> mm-hmm. She came back. She was mm-hmm. a rose bearer in the first one. And she even mm-hmm. came back to be a rose bearer in this one. Yep. Um, which was cute because now she's all obviously a lot more famous than she was back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Vanessa Bell Calloway came back, but I didn't mm-hmm. like the way she came back. And then sure. um John Amos, who oh, played yeah. Lisa's Legend. dad, the owner of uh McDowell's, not McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who didn't come back? Um Eric LaSalle. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, Eric and the LaSalle. sister. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those three. Yeah. Eric LaSalle. I mean, I guess he doesn't have to come back. Yeah. He, the storyline wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Will ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> her little sister was not there either. Yeah. God, so I enjoyed cool. her in the first. She was week. funny. She was, she was me and I was her. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely missing those two ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> If you guys have seen it, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Some mm-hmm. people loved it. Some people hated it. There's really mm-hmm. nothing between with uh, the movie. Mm. And it's usually going to be this way when you're making a sequel for something that came out so long ago. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, two generations past now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're yep. going to get into how mm-hmm. we feel. And I will start. Go off. By saying that it was totally unnecessary to me. <laughs> I did not see the need. I mm. oh also let me go ahead and tell y'all who wrote it because I'm gonna get on the writing. Well, Kenya Barris is mm-hmm. one of the writers, along with mm-hmm. Barry W. Blostein. Mm. I don't know who that is. Okay. Okay. So he I think he okay, he wrote the first one. And okay. he also wrote Nutty Professor. Okay, okay. So he's worked with Eddie Murphy in the past. He's worked and, with Eddie yeah. Murphy. And then David Sheffield also wrote the first Coming to America and Nutty Professor as well. So okay. um, teamed up with the guys who wrote the first one and they added Kenya Barris. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Kenya Barris is the one that tipped it into this territory of where, ooh, mm. um, because they had the first two guys uh, on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just gonna say it was Kenny Barris' fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he probably came now. Like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Ooh, and they was Lord. like, nah, play it. <laughs> we do that in the first one. Oh, um, Lord. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. it was unnecessary. I I mean, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It yeah. was nostalgic. And yeah. I appreciate the nostalgia of it. I understand why they made a second one. I, mm-hmm. They probably should have made it earlier. I don't know why they made yeah. it, waited so long. Yeah. But I understand why they made a second one. But, um, yeah, I thought it was all over the place. The yeah. story, at least, made Nan bit of sense to me. My man. Nan <laughs> did a sense to me. And there was rape involved that I was so uncomfortable so with. Weird. We'll talk about that later. So weird. But um, there were just a lot of things going on and could have been written really a lot better than it was. There was no reason for a son to be introduced. Like, okay, he needed a male heir, but the I just, it was so unnecessary for him to have like this long lost son in in fucking Queens. It made no sense to me. While we enjoyed Jermaine Fowler's mm-hmm. uh, performance, his character was so unnecessary. I felt like the especially in the days that we're living in with you know yeah. whole feminist movement a much powerful story would have been them trying to overturn the rules so that Kiki Lane's character, his oldest daughter could be the queen. Mm -hmm. Um, That would have been a much more powerful story, but for some reason they wanted to introduce this whole son situation and it was a creepy rapist situation of how the son got there. Um, Not into that at all. But um, I enjoyed the nostalgia of it. I enjoyed seeing everyone's faces again, looking mm-hmm. radiant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I enjoyed Wesley Snipes. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two cameos. And I enjoyed Rick Ross's little cameo. Yeah. Uh, trying to use the African accent. I died. I said, <laughs> oh, nigga, is that Rick Ross? I was and like, then I heard him talking and I fell out. I was like, so, don't give him too many lines now. I was like, please, Lord, don't I let said, him. Lord Jesus. <laughs> but I get it. They used his house. Shout out to them parents. Amen. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Morgan Freeman and Wesley Snipes. Yes. In the movie. I'm glad that they were in there. But um, yeah, those are my overall thoughts. What are your mm-hmm. overall thoughts? Yeah, I mean, similar to you, um, I, I enjoyed the film, but I agree with you. Like, there really wasn't, they, they, they did not justify the, the main, the, well, the main character was uh, the king, but they didn't justify the son that like needed to be had or created or whatever. Um, and his, his story, his birthing story was disturbing. Um, so I was like, Ooh. um, and yeah, for those of you who don't know, basically they justify it, but basically his right-hand man played by Arsenio Hall, uh, Simi drugged him one night, um, and took these girls, uh, back home. And one of the girls played by Leslie Jones, pretty much like blue smoke in his face, which was weed. And it was clear that he was not trying to have any sex with her. And once she blew that smoke and he got high, she went to town um, and had sex with him without any consent. And so that was very weird. Um, I guess they were trying, I guess the joke is a man can't, get raped I don't know it was weird joke though I was uncomfortable it was very yeah it was very uncomfortable and I felt like they could have um definitely uh kicked a few more ideas around (laughs) Um, 
I'm like, is this really what uh, beat out all the other ideas? Really? Like, <laughs> like just a big whiteboard and a big circle around rape. That's what we agree with. Yes. And we're like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So just like Corey said, they could have focused more on a storyline of having his oldest daughter um, trying to fight you know, society and the exactly. laws and uh, the approval of his father played by James Earl Jones, excuse me. Um, they could have had, they could have had a firstborn, like he could have just been born with him and Lisa, you know what I mean? Like he could have exactly. just been there cause you know, <laughs> and not felt like he, he wanted to be, you know, the, you know, the King or whatever, felt like he had a different calling or wanted to do something else or been a fish out of water, like all these things. I mean, they kind of went with the fish out of water when they brought his whole family back to Zamunda. Um, but yeah, they definitely other ways it could have went. Yeah. And it could have did go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It could have been funnier. Um, I like the cameos. Some of the cameos, like, I think because they knew they were doing a sequel of such a legendary, like coming to America is like, it's canon movie watching, particularly in the black community. But when it comes to comedy in general, it is so, and I, maybe that's why they were like so hard to like do a sequel because it just did so well and it became canon so quickly with the lines and everything but um it's so hard to do that and in the movie they kind of leaned into that you know what I mean there was a moment where uh the main character Jermaine Fowler and uh his barber um were walking in the courtyard and they had a love story and they were just like I know right if there's nothing wrong with the sequel they were just talking about movies in general there's nothing wrong with it don't fix it right who needs a sequel when the original's so good and it was just like okay all right we I mean I didn't need that because we I mean, we get it. You, yourself, yeah, we get it. Um, maybe you shouldn't, you know, have a rape be in your storyline. I don't know when it's not necessary. Um, so, so yeah, so stuff like that was like, eh. Uh, the cameos were great. Um, I I like Tiana Taylor's uh, cameo because I I love her as a dancer, and she, I mean, when she danced, she danced. I did not need Jermaine to rap. There was definitely a scene where it was oh, like, I was like, I'm almost turning this off <laughs> yeah they like so there's a legendary scene where when you're presenting the uh I guess the the potential suitor uh there was the, a beautiful African dance scene with the feathers and shit and it was it was amazing it was beautiful in an attempt to try and like recreate that they had a dance scene with Tiana Taylor and it was it was um, fucking amazing until until they needed I guess someone decided that Jermaine Fowler should also rap in the mix of it all. And it was like, it probably could have been better, but the rap felt like, it felt like old school niggas came together and was like, hey, hoes, moon, here I come. Whoop, the woo, ABC, I do. Like, it was just like, why is, why is this the flow? Why is this the flow? So corny. It was, yeah, it was just like, let Tiana do the dance. Like, what, why? I did not need that. Um, I didn't need that at all. Uh, so, so there were some interesting choices that some parts of it were like funny, but some parts of it was like, we didn't, we didn't need, um, all of this. Um, so yeah, so I enjoyed some of it. I kind of took it for what it was and tried not to compare it to the original, but, um, parts of the story had like holes that did that just didn't make sense and they could have tried to take it in a direction that probably could have elevated it or at least mm-hmm. uh 
kept it in the sequel by itself as a standalone movie. So it's a totally different storyline that you can't even really compare it to the, you know, you could try, but it's just so different. And it's like comparing apples to oranges. You know what I mean? But it was like, well, eh, okay. Um, oh, shout out to um, Davido who performed, uh, which is an Afrobeat star out of Nigeria. Um, so it was cool to see him. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I felt. I enjoyed it, but like, yeah, there were some holes in the storyline. It could have been better. Um, and they promoted the hell out of this movie. Like, cha. Yeah, they, <laughs> they really did. I did appreciate, mm-hmm. though, the scene with uh, Lisa, which was his wife. Yes. The one that he fell in love with from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting drunk with Leslie Jones. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Because I that thought was she was so, so like, when I used to watch, I've seen the first movie a thousand times. So I used to yes. watch the first movie. I thought she was so like, Prissy and I was like, yes. hey, like, does she have any fun? Like, right, right. So it was nice to see her like cut up a little bit and they gave yes. her a little bit more of a personality because in the first one, it made it, it seemed like she was just written to be like what men think, you know, a woman is supposed to be like this exactly. little cute little, like, ugh, I kind of hated the way her character was written in the first one. So mm-hmm. um you can tell that this one is more of a new age. Right. I think, I guess. Um, <laughs> they were trying they, they were, were trying. trying and they gave her character a little bit more of a personality instead of this mm. like ugh, it's just, her character i feel like the person was kind of one-dimensional in my opinion but yeah. um yeah i enjoyed that scene i thought it was it was funny and cute yes um to see her cutting up like that yeah that was but anyway so we talked about story yeah mm-hmm. we both agree that it just the way that they decided to do the story made no sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, there was just, I don't understand how that idea won over <laughs> all the other ones. I don't Mm-mm. know if they had a, a, a group of people uh, deciding on the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, with all the people that were involved, I'm sure, in making this movie, Eddie Murphy and all the other actors that were even involved in it. I don't know why everyone was like, oh yeah, that, that is the one. That, that's the one. Is the story that we, yes, yes. Like, like what? I don't understand. Yeah. It was um, not a good choice on their part. That was like, no. Yeah. It just, it just didn't make any sense. Like, it just genuinely didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not the only one because my sister wasn't even watching it, but I explained what happened to her. She's like, that don't make no fucking sense. Like, she's like, it doesn't even make sense. So, uh, yeah. I think story-wise, yeah. I don't know. It's not like they rushed. It's yeah, not like they, they didn't rush. They did not rush. They, they did all this time. They did. And they had, uh, okay, the one thing I did like was I, I guess the pacing of it, I enjoyed kind of the going back and forth from Zamunda to the United States, which in real life, visas, my God. But (laughs) the process, Jesus. Um, But I- You can't just land here. (laughs) Come on now. Um, But I did like sort of like the journey, I guess we're following him going back, getting his son, him going back to Zamunda, trying to like, you know, uh, assimilate as much as possible, kind of trying to figure his way. Um, one funny scene, which I think Leslie Jones again did a really great job, um, was the bathing scene where they're like, Yeah, as a prince, you <laughs> you get bathed, and you know, the women clean you thoroughly, if you will. And um, 
she she basically like told her son like yeah go take a bath and she was in this huge bathing pool and this fine ass man came out the water because he thoroughly cleaned her I was like well I know that's right yes (laughs) that's correct (laughs) excellent I want more of that so yeah um despite the fact that she was essentially playing a rapist I think Leslie Jones had great comedy um timing and she was fun to watch there was a scene where she was at the table and they were all kind of being awkward and she was just like so is anyone anyone gonna tell me why these uh mashed potatoes are black and Lisa was like that's caviar and then she turned to Jermaine Fowler like in like the timing was great she was like you know you got a cousin named caviar and i i bust out like they went to the same scene next scene i was like you i know you put that in there there's no way that was in the script because i was like i know the timing and everything and another point actually Corey made this earlier a lot of the cameos were fun um one of probably the best cameo in there was wesley snipes character he played general uh easy and there was an opening scene where he's coming in basically to present his son to marry um the zamunda princess which was the oldest uh daughter to uh prince uh, akeem and when I tell you the choreography, just to, to introduce this motherfucker, his braids was like extra intricate. I mean, they had the extra swerve in the in the uh, cornrow. I don't even know if it was a cornrow. It was a special braid. I ain't never seen. I was like, oh, this is, was going on with it. I was like, I got to research that. It looked, it looked great. And then he came through the way he walked through out of all that choreography. It was the silliest shit. I laughed so hard. And they had um, comedian Michael Blackston introducing him. It was the most ridiculous shit. That, to me, I bust out laughing when I saw that. So throughout the whole thing, I think Wesley Snipes did, like, a really great job. (laughs) He was hilarious. I definitely enjoyed him i love me some wesley yep um and he looks great i don't know how old he is now but he looks great i was like okay he did. that's okay. a melanin he he's did look giving good. me young wesley mm-hmm. um in this movie so mm-hmm. yeah definitely enjoy the casting of wesley snipes in here yes um i've always thought he was super talented like i said mm-hmm. loved morgan freeman's cameo mm. it was so, so out of nowhere yes but i was like yes <laughs> i love morgan freeman <laughs> And he had a blooper at the end, which okay. had because I'm like, so funny. messes up. Oh my God. Like, what is this? And I, yeah, I stand. It was so but, funny um, too. It's funny that you mentioned uh, him going back and forth between Queens and mm-hmm. Munda. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing, I'm trying to think why they did it. I'm guessing mm. that they did that because they wanted to make a reverse fish out of water story, right? Because the first yes. one was a fish out of water story for Prince Akeem being put mm-hmm. into New York and Queens of all places and figuring shit out as a broke mm-hmm. nigga when he got money. Um, so I guess they're trying to make an opposite fish out of water story with the son. Yes. Broke going into money. It's like yep. the reversal and going from Queens to Zamunda. Mm-hmm. But um, if they really like, if they just were so desperate to do that type of story, We've got to come up with something better than agreed. <laughs> agreed. We just like got guys. To, we got to do better. We got to do better. <laughs> like we got to do better. <laughs> and I will keep saying that. No and no, ma'am. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, I think they really just wanted it to be a reverse fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it was like it has to be a reverse fish out of water story. Um. It just didn't execute. So, 
But themes, um, I like Mm. the theme of, I guess, breaking free from tradition. Yes. That was definitely ingrained in there, Mm -hmm. um, starting with the barber, I believe. Um, Yep. Lavelle, is that was the son's name? His Mm -hmm. love interest. Yep. Um, She kind of started that theme Mm -hmm. and she kept it going throughout. So Mm -hmm. I like that. It was, uh, uh, her name is Nozamo Batha, and she played uh, Marembi, I believe. Marembi. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Marembi started the whole thing Mm -hmm. and um, kept that theme going throughout. Um, So I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that theme just because, you know, this is a movie that came out Ooh, ages ago now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's been two generations that have gone Ooh, through since this movie came out. So <sighs> the world is vastly different from when this movie came out. So yep. um, I think it was imperative that they brought up that theme of just like breaking free of tradition and like mm-hmm. moving on to new and better, new and better teams. Because yep. that's what happened in real yep. life. Um, yep. since it's been so long. But um yeah did you have any notes on like themes or anything yeah I mean yeah just to piggyback off of what you said even like follow sticking with being authentic to who you are no matter what you know what I mean and following your heart you know um it goes along with breaking tradition because in the first one you know King uh, King Murphy King Akeem uh broke tradition because he chose his wife he wanted a wife who was not just going to do orders and just do all this stuff for him. He wanted someone who had ambition, who had a mind of her own, who was independent. That's what he needed. And so it was interesting to see that his own son um, did the same thing. But at first the king was like, you're being ungrateful. We need you for this kingdom, all this stuff. But he followed his heart and broke with tradition again. So yeah, I think it, it the spot on with the theme in terms of like, breaking with tradition but also following your instinct and your heart knowing what's right for you and not just because it's been done and passed down a million years or whatever um and you know and it goes back to since that's the theme it would have been really great if they just focus on the daughter being because <laughs> she would have definitely been breaking tradition and following who she is and and um and all of that um so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a much more impactful story that they did not unpack. Mm-hmm. It would have been a super impactful story, and I think it would have been more meaningful. And the payoff would have been better. The emotional payoff would have been better had they followed that story. I agree. But they like touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but they wanted to make it about um, Lavelle. Yeah, Lavelle. <laughs> <laughs> was the son for whatever oh reason my God. yes yeah, I, I just can't get over why they, it's like such a missed opportunity such yeah. a missed opportunity but I agree whatever what ever <laughs> I cannot they don't pay me the big books they pay them the big books so <laughs> Child. I literally cannot um, yeah. in terms of pace I think mm-hmm. you mentioned this earlier. I thought mm-hmm. the pacing was, it was enough to keep you entertained. Yeah. Um, I think we have talked about this too, and this has nothing to do with pace. Mm-hmm. Kind of, maybe. The whole funeral scene with um, 
Jones was a big no. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> not into that. Like, why is this no. man laying in the casket and he live? He's alive. He talked about from the deathbed. So like, you know what? Let's have my funeral today. And like, while I'm he's still here, I'm like, wait a minute now. That's excuse me. Like, and it was just Morgan Freeman was the one who who initiated, like who uh hosted the funeral pretty much. Oh my god. But um I enjoyed Morgan Freeman, but did not enjoy what was going on. I was like, uh-uh. First of all, yeah. don't be playing with James Jones like that. Like, I don't need him be laying in a casket like that because that's they, not good energy. Y'all, that's they literally energy. had him in a casket upright watching while everybody else was like performing for him, right? It was very weird. I'm too superstitious for shit like that. I'm uh, not sitting in a casket when I'm alive and well. <laughs> and I'm breathing God's green air. Like, I'm not finna sit in no casket like that. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I'm too superstitious. Mm-mm. They shouldn't have had my friend up in there like that. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, my but, God. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of weird, though. Because yeah. like all these random people singing while I enjoyed I was like, what? <laughs> yep, they had Invoke, they had uh, Salt and Pepper, them. and Glad then they had Gladys Knight. It was like, although the choir was funny, but I was like, they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm going to die now. Like, that, okay. Literally, like James Earl Jones turns to, it's like, well, I'm going to die now. Crosses his arms, closes his eyes, and apparently that's just how he leaves the earth. I thought his ass was going to fall forward. What? <laughs> Now that would have been funny as hell. I'd have been like, oh, that would have been funny. They had a little dummy doll come out, just his body bouncing around. Yeah, because like, we're not gonna have real James to fall out his cast. Absolutely not. The way he was I'm... leaning forward, I was like, is this what's oh, about oh, to happen? Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I didn't know if that was supposed to be funny or a sad mm. moment because it was funny how he was like, I'm just gonna die now. Yeah, that was funny, but it was weird. But then uh, Eddie Murphy made this little dramatic face, like he was trying to be all dramatical. So I'm like, oh. is this supposed to be sad? It's I don't know. Yeah, it was very weird scene. Still yeah. thinking and wondering why mm-hmm. they decided to do that. I guess they just needed a reason to have in both Salt and Pepper and Gladys Knight uh, come perform for us. Uh, um, but they could have performed at the end, at the wedding. But and this is a fact. But child. Midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I say, all right. Not Gladys. Right. Y'all didn't have to do Gladys like that. Um, <laughs> did you have any other notes about pacing and stuff? No, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much it um, regarding pacing anyway, yeah. Okay, and then mm-hmm. characters. Ooh, I think we yeah. mostly touched on characters. Yeah, like I, I mean... Oh, go ahead um yeah like i said i don't i'm still st- sticking by my don't understand uh the reasoning for having the son being i just don't understand and mm-hmm. i guess they need a reason to put leslie jones in there but they could have put her in a different way yeah. um with with that. my girl's versatile okay truly you could have been put anywhere and she would have sold a show okay but, um yeah I agree. I, I really appreciated like some of the like Tracy Morgan, legendary comic. Like, I'm glad that he was in it. I'm also glad that Lunell was in it. She played like one oh of my uh, Jermaine. She so she's so funny. Also, like she's been in the game for a minute. You know what I mean? So it's glad to see like her and sort of this, you know, legendary sort of sequel and getting her shine. Um, I need her in a bigger role, though. She's agreed. So funny. Agreed. She was. Yeah, she was hilarious. Um, 
Trevor Noah's um, character. These are some of the side characters. Uh, he played this uh, news reporter out of Zamunda. So that was a funny little like uh, bit that they had. They even had um, <laughs> Colin Jost, who played this like really racist interviewer who was interviewing Jermaine Fowler for a job. And it was the audience's first introduction to Jermaine Fowler and his struggle. So I thought actually that interaction was pretty funny as well. And if you don't know who Colin Jost is, he is uh, a writer. That's okay. He's a writer on SNL and he does uh, the morning, the news update. And his wife is uh, Scarlett Johansson. Lucky man. <laughs> so, <What>? yeah. Excuse <laughs> me? Yes. I was like, yeah, go ahead, sir. He didn't even look fine enough for her. Now I look he does. He looks good. I think he looks good. Colin Jost. Maybe I need to relook at him. I'm like, he did not remember him being that fine. <laughs> I mean, she's. I mean, she's. Okay, he's ridiculous, cute. He but yeah, he's cute. cute. <laughs> no, not in the movie though. But no, he's, he's cute. cute for a white man. Yeah, backhand that is. Oh my gosh. That well, you know, now you know how it feels. Um, yeah, so I liked um that, and again, Wesley Snipes doing his thing. Like that was probably again the best. Um, one and also I mean give it up to the uh, girls the daughters like Kiki Lane doing all this I mean they had a fighting a scene with her that I mean my god like I was like did she is she auditioning to be um, a part of the Wakanda crew because my god she was the Dora Milaje girl go ahead and I mean goddamn like she was really whooping some ass um, and fun fact um so Eddie Murphy's daughter played, uh, mm-hmm. the second daughter was actually Eddie Murphy's daughter. Um, yes. And that is Bella Murphy. She was uh, so cute. Um, that she had to audition too. Well, hey, it's the it's an industry. Do yeah, I believe it was audition. that hard? Mm. But I'm glad she went through the process and hopefully we're going to see her in more stuff in the future doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, in terms of characters, the side characters were good. Of course, the famous characters that Eddie Murphy played um, in the barbershop, they were still funny as hell. Um, and also, the, they did a young CGI where they showed how basically uh, Jermaine Fowler's character was conceived, but it didn't look crazy because melanin, I mean, it's not that hard to make look young. <laughs> um I remember they used like that aging CGI in another movie. I think it was like the Irishman or something. And it was fucking crazy. Like they looked insane. Like just don't truly don't use that for white people. Just let, just please just tell us the truth. We don't need no mirrors or smoke and mirrors. None of that, please. Um, so yeah. And of course, John Amos came back uh, legendary, uh, the owner of McDowell and Lisa's father, um, he did a great job in that as well. So yeah, I enjoyed most of the side characters. The main characters, I think they could have used some work in terms of story, like you said. Um, oh, and I also think the barber, she did a good job. I actually like the love story between them. I agree with you. They should have built it built it up so we could really see yeah. them fall in love. Um, but uh, rushed. yeah, it did feel rushed, but I think they, um, they did have... Um, good chemistry I did like their chemistry for sure yeah I thought they had good chemistry but um it did their love story did feel mad rushed mm-hmm. and it felt like it was rushed just for the sake of them having some type of climax yes um which is like a sign of not good writing so like I'm so confused yep how all this stuff got through um, and so many years mm-hmm. yeah 
I'm like, if someone like us would write something like that, people would be like, this is suck. This is crap. <laughs> Like, You'll never work in this town shit. again. <laughs> like, damn. They would talk mad shit because they definitely rushed their love story. They didn't give them they enough did. time to develop. We saw like maybe two or three interactions with them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they want to get married. They love like it's straight to the altar, rushed. honey. Exactly. Just straight to it. I'm like, wait a minute now. Okay. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I mean, can we go together first? Like boyfriend, right. girlfriend? Can we hang the fuck out, maybe? Shit. I would be like, no, sir. You're 2021. Women don't work like that these days, child. We don't like that. Like after a day, after a no. two weeks, no, sir. No. So it just felt hella rushed just for the sake of them having some type of climate, which yeah. is not good writing. But um, Mm-mm. yeah, but I did enjoy her character. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed her. Yeah. And um, was she the only like real African person though? Ooh, let's look at this lineup. Yeah, it seems like she was the only. So I'm gonna talk about her later, but she's South African. Yeah. Um, same scene. Everyone else seemed like they were. Oh, American. Rotimi. Rotimi. Oh, Rotimi. Um, I, yeah, he yeah. Was Americanized ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but very Nigerian. He's so damn light skinned. He was oh, real light skinned in this movie, but all that damn. Uh, <laughs> I said, sir, sir. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, also, Vanessa Bell Calloway uh, looked the fuck the same. So beautiful. Wish I mean, wow. Seen, wish that she would have had like a different role. My they just had her barking. <laughs> like they brought her back for her to bark and growl. This and time she growled. growled. I said, <laughs> this is talented. Like she could be doing way more. That is funny. Um, yeah, but yeah. agreed. She could do way more. Even though I like the reference, they could. She could have had a, a another role for sure. Yeah, like she. They like. Uh, yeah, I guess I wish that they would have um done more with their female uh, oh, characters it would have been funny if she was the head of her kingdom and came back for revenge with her brother because we okay. not had to be in it like come on he's staying oh if i had to pick somebody to leave would not be him yeah oh my god he's more than capable of pulling off a role like that she's yep. talented i've seen her in other teams so i that'll be my yeah. my main critique is they could have done more with their female character yeah. in yeah. this movie yep Agreed. and that is why <laughs> shouldn't have men only writing shit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they made fucking Leslie Jones a rapist like they didn't was... utilize Tiana Taylor in the way no. that I felt like she could have been utilized That's very true. like they just used her to be like a sex symbol type shit mm-hmm. fine but I felt she could have done more mm-hmm we could have explored Kiki Lane's story. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly my main gripe is that they didn't uh, utilize their female characters as well as they could have. Yeah. Um, they could have made better decision with the story. There could have been so many different ways that they could have mm-hmm. taken this. And it just felt, yeah, it felt kind of, it felt like a lazy decision to just be like, yeah, he was drugged and Leslie just hopped on and rode his dick even though he didn't consent. It was just like, come on, y'all. Right. Like, like okay <laughs> like what uh, i'm like i hate what? All that. no so yeah and mm-hmm. um but like i said you guys should definitely like we always say you guys should always definitely watch anything that we review 
if you're into it um definitely give it a whole ass whirl okay Mm -hmm. because you got to have your own you got to make up your own decisions and make up your own critiques and opinions on on, listen to us chat Mm-hmm. but um yeah it's on amazon prime mm-hmm. and it is i think it's worth the watch if you like the first coming to america yeah. because i actually heard that when came, coming to america the first one came out everyone hated it That's wow what I, heard. I heard that at an initial screening it got negative like completely negative reactions from everyone <laughs> um and it's initial screening back when it first came out. So that's nice to see that it became a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stand. I've seen it a million oh times. Oh, my God. But me too. If you like the first one, then definitely check this one out. And if you haven't seen the first one, to end a little chilling, that's watching. I believe mm-hmm. the first one is on Amazon, too. So yes. watch the first one and then watch the second one. See what you think. Mm-hmm. No, it. There was something about the first one that I really liked. There was a feeling that the first one gave me that the second one didn't. Yeah. It was like more, the first one felt, I don't know what it is, more like authentic. Yeah. And the second one felt very like theatrical and like trying to be over the top because mm-hmm. they're, because I guess because of like just how long um, it's been since the first one and they mm-hmm. wanted to like do the most. Yep. But, um, Definitely watch both if you haven't. If you haven't seen the first one in a while, rewatch mm-hmm. the first one, and then watch the second one. Either way, mm-hmm. definitely watch it for yourself and see what you think. And then go on Black Twitter and see what Black Twitter thinks. You're going to have all types of funny memes and all opinions. And um, if you're feeling nostalgic, this is definitely going to um, kick that up for you because they brought all the peeps back. <laughs> and added some some familiar faces that we know but just mm-hmm. weren't in the person yeah so yeah mm-hmm. do you have any final thoughts on coming to america yeah i mean just to piggyback off of uh, what you said um it, it's a fun watch but the story is just damn makes sense at times but you know go ahead and watch it you know and enjoy it for what it is um yeah, and just and just have fun with it. But yeah, they they should have fixed some holes in the story. There's some big old holes in there, um, you know. But pay that no, never mind. Just go ahead and uh, <laughs> have a good time watching it because it is it still is a fun watch for sure. Yeah, like you're gonna have fun. And you're gonna feel you're gonna feel good and warm and fuzzy when you see mm-hmm. all all your favorite people for sure. Um, but yeah, just let's just not encourage raping people. That's um, that's always gonna be my final <laughs> my final thing is let's not encourage the mm-hmm. drugging and raping of folks. Um, we don't do that ever. Mm-hmm. Nor do not we okay. do that. And not okay. <laughs> Lord mm-hmm. Jesus. Not okay. Um, now I have to go on Black Twitter and see if anyone else picked that up. Way. It's like y'all just gonna okay. All right. <laughs> it's just us. Let's see the ball reverse. What if you know someone did that to me? That that's would crazy. be a whole ass. Motherfucking right. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, okay, well, you the baby, come on back. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what? First of all, bitch. <laughs> like, you violated me, nigga. Like, <laughs> you need to go to jail. Jail time. Jail time. My God. It's not even funny. Like, I don't know. Why. It's not, yeah, it's terrifying, but you know. Funny, but um yeah. let's not encourage rape friends, Kenny Barris. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, I told you I'm placing all the blame on him because so he is the only like new factor in the writing team. So I'm sure he was like, oh yeah, 
Wear fucking <laughs> on his fucking Fendi jumpsuits on. This nigga be stunting all the damn time. You know, it'd be but, funny if he was the voice of reason. He's like, guys, I don't think we should. They're like, shut up. I'm putting it in there. Shut <laughs> up, Kenya Barry. <laughs> <laughs> You're just here because we need your damn name. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Cancel culture? Get the fuck out of here. We're putting the rape in. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I just. I just want to know what happens in that, in that, if they were in a room, if they were at somebody's house, I need to know what the conversation was when they were putting together these storylines, child. I need to know. I need to know. Mm-mm. But anyways, watch it. Yes. It's on Amazon Prime. Watch mm-hmm. the first one too. Um, get those numbers up. I heard they had record-breaking viewers. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, yes. This weekend, because it came out on Friday, March 5th. Mm-hmm. So I heard they had record-breaking viewership over the weekend. I stand. Let everyone get their coin. Yes. So run them numbers up. Stream it regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and give it a whirl. It's still a fun watch if you can ignore all the all the teams that we, <laughs> that we I couldn't ignore. Um, <laughs> but still have fun. So anyways, with that, we are done with our review. Like we said, mm-hmm. give it a whirl. And we'll be back with our last segment, which is our Niggas You Should Know with Segmont. Mm-hmm. We're back. Ain't black. Yes, stay black. And um, yeah, we are back with our last segment, Niggas mm-hmm. You Should Know. And this is the segment where we give our flowers, shout outs, and acknowledge who has next, who's been doing great, who needs to be acknowledged, um, who basically we give love and we stand um, for whoever we want. So the first person I'm going to go with, we usually go with the theme of coming to America or what we've been talking about. But yeah, he played um, the son in coming to America, Jermaine Fowler. Now, this was the role we felt was unnecessary. He played Lavelle. Um, but I actually think he did a good job. Unfortunately, the story holes are not his fault. I think he did a great job. Um, And for some of us, we know him from things. He was in a Black Lady sketch show. I saw him uh, dancing with uh, Quinta Brunson. Um, And his whole, like, his filmography is actually very long, but a lot of people Mm -hmm. are being introduced to him now. So he is the second oldest of four and has a twin brother and uh they were born in washington dc and he was raised in Hyattsville, maryland shout out to the dmv in the area um graduated from northwestern high school he dropped out of college at 20 and moved to new york city uh by day he job searched and by night he was performing at local open mics in times square um you know he had a comedy special um but you may know him well Yes, forgive me. I'm going to take it back. Um, In 2012, he began touring um, the country, performing at comedy clubs and colleges. In 2013, he was a cast in MTV's Guy Code and writing and producing and starring in his own pilots. Yes. Uh, In 2014, he starred in Friends of the People, which had two series on True T, excuse me, two seasons on True TV. And in 2015, uh, Fowler produced and starred in a debut comedy special, Give Him Hell, Kid, um, and he licensed to Showtime. So um, his filmography, again, includes Guy Code, The Eric Andre Show, Funnier Die Presents, Lucas Bros Moving Company, 
BoJack Horseman, which I love that um, show, Rock, uh, Robot Thanks. Chicken, uh, Crashing Family Guy, come on with the um, voiceover uh, checks. Um, he was in <laughs> Sorry to Bother You, opening act. And if you're watching closely, he was in Judas and the Messiah. Um, so yeah, he's been working. Um, I'm with those two credits with Judas and the Messiah, as well as uh, coming to America. I know that Jermaine Fowler is well on his way. He's been working for a long time. I'm really glad to see him get his shine. And hopefully there will be more large scale movie comedic roles for him. This was, he did a great job. It's going to go down in history, but I want to see more and preferably in a storyline that doesn't have a huge black hole in the middle of it. So Jermaine Fowler, uh, he is my nigga, you should know. Yes, we cannot wait to see more of him. Yes. uh, More roles where his mom is not a rapist. Yes. And where he's not (laughs) rapping stupid shit. Please. (laughs) Let's not do that. (laughs) We stand Jermaine. Mm -hmm. Oh, I loved him and sorry to bother you too. That. Mm -hmm. That scene is iconic with him and Lakeith uh, yes. insult complimenting each other. <laughs> that thing was great. I love that. And I <laughs> would love to do that with someone. If anyone is down to do that with me. Oh, so great. Okay. So my name that you should know is Nomzamo Mabatha, who played uh, Jermaine's love interest in Coming to America. Very beautiful, very talented. Mm-hmm. She has a very authentic and effortless uh feel to her acting just yes. like she was even trying in a good way mm-hmm. um so i stand she's a south african activist or activist mm-hmm. she is an activist yep. um an actress <laughs> and a television personality and mm-hmm. businesswoman in real life not just in her role she says she wanted to be a businesswoman in the movie but she's a businesswoman in real life so period coins she was born in the woof Kwamashu Township. Well, come on. Um, she has a degree in accounting. Okay. Well, come um, on. Audition for a TV show in 2012. <laughs> started acting on Isabaya and became the main character of that show. I'm guessing it's a South African show. Come on. Um, uh, she was one of the top three finalists. Okay, so it seems like it's um a show, The Search. Some type of oh, show. Okay. So she was top three finalists on that show. Go on. Shout out to her. She was in a show called Tell Me Sweet Something in 2014. Another television show called Um Lilo that same year. And she also hosted a reality travel show called Holiday Swap, which was on South African Broadcasting Corporation. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, she was selected to represent Neutrogena, being the first south african in that role i, know that. I mean that's skin okay. honey can we, can we break boundaries here can beautiful. we beautiful break barriers here miss first south african to be in that role i stand beautiful um and she is signed with a caa creative artist agency mm-hmm. recognized as one of the okay africa 100 women 2018 honorees by okay africa and she is a unhcr ambassador she has received an African movie Academy Award for Best Actress in the show Tell Me Sweet Something. And she's a goodwill ambassador for UNHCR. So nice. You stand. Okay. Go off. So she has credits. She has mm-hmm. um, titles. She has mm-hmm. all the teams. And we cannot wait to see what else comes from her um, 
career after having started this. I'm sure now she's open up to the American film um, world and we'll be seeing her in a lot more stuff from now on. So remember the name, Nomzamo Mabasa. Yes. And that's it. That's yes. it, guys. We let you guys know what's going on with mm-hmm. um, coming to America. <laughs> we gave you guys some news. Yes. We talked about Tyler Perry um, and Medea being security for Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And it had to be done. Team. It had to be done. It had to be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut up as usual. So <laughs> make sure you guys follow us on all the socials, Tensor Town T on yes. Facebook, on Instagram, on mm-hmm. Twitter, all mm-hmm. that stuff. That's right. And uh, yeah, continue to engage, like, subscribe, comment, whatever the fuck. All the things that you can do on the social medias, do them, okay? Please do. Please because, do. Because uh, yeah, we work hard to bring you guys a show every week. And yeah, shout out to Period Network, which is a network that we are on. That's right. And make sure that you guys check out the other shows on Period Network too. The link to the Instagram for Period Network is in our bio. Mm-hmm. Click, it's super easy. Click our Instagram bio and look at, check out the other shows on um, our network. That's right. And yeah, I think that's it. Is there anything I'm missing? Nah, you covered it all, friend. Perfect. All right, that's it. Y'all better go watch. Free them numbers up, y'all. That's right. Period. 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 Bye. Bye.